How are you guys? Welcome to the Sorry to Interrupt Wednesday NFL Podcast Edition. Sean and I jumped right in today and talked about Sam Darnold and the New York Jets for an extended period of time. Had it a Jets and a Giants debate. Uh, we talked about the Giants on a bye week, unfortunately. Sean just keeps wanting to go at it with the Giants. Talked about the AFC, ran down that. Then we talked about the NFC, and we broke down that. We talked about a little bit of league news, including the Le'Veon Bell saga that is still continuing to this day, and the Des Bryant signing out in New Orleans. New Orleans coming off a big-time win against the Rams. Then we went into our picks from last week, recapped those, and then we jumped right into our picks for this week. And my much-anticipated sperm bank pick of the week every week, 0-7 or something like that, guys. I hope you're enjoying it. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com, and give us an email, SorrySports at Yahoo.com. Enjoy the pod. All right, everybody, we are back. It's the Sorry to Interrupt NFL podcast. We're on time this week. We are doing it on Wednesday like we want to. A quick turnaround from yesterday's rundown. Tom, how are you, sir? What's going on, man? Good evening. All right. You ready to get into this or what? Yeah, let's jump right in. Why don't we talk about the Jets and Sam Darnold? So I guess... Your baby boy. (laughs) Did you go over? Did you make sure he was okay? Well, he's in a walking boot, clearly hurt, banged up, and... You know, there, there's a little bit of pushing the panic button on this guy's career, which, listen, it has, it's had its ebbs and flows, although it is very young. And I, I've been partial to the guy, I'll, I'll admit. Have I, you? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have been partial to the guy, but I think he's going to be a great quarterback, but he's a rookie, and he had turnover problems that need to be fixed. He had those in that USC. You knew that when you drafted the guy. The one thing I will say is he turns the ball over so much because he's trying to make a play. Yep, um, which has been the case with a lot of very good quarterbacks. Terrible but this decision is not. Making. Yeah, this is not and something that's new with Sam Darnold. No, and I, and I think that's the only thing that needs to get fixed. I mean, I think he makes really good throws when he makes the right decision, and he's definitely NFL-ready arm talent, you know, running the, running the ball, controlling the pocket, all that stuff. But I mean, and not to completely defend the guy because he hasn't he hasn't been great. I think he's thirty first in QBR. Although all the rookies are in the bottom of the league in QBR, I, the guy doesn't have anything on offense. You know what? This is sounding a lot like me defending Eli Manning. You know, I know it's the difference though. What that Sam you, Darnold's a rookie. That and Eli Eli's Manning is uh, way over the hill, and you guys need agreed, to get rid of him. Agreed. But at the end of the day, if you're going to critique a quarterback, everything that I've been pounding the table about, you literally just said to defend Darnold. Absolutely, but the difference is that Sam Darnold is what uh, twenty one. Doesn't years matter. Old? Yes, it, it absolutely does. Nope, because we're saying we're looking about this year critiquing no, we're not. this year. That you're you're absolutely wrong. Sam Darnold is twenty years old and has not even has barely started his no, NFL no, no. career. You're talking Eli about, Manning is a veteran quarterback making the same mistakes that Sam Darnold is. Right, right. He's done. But you're talking about guys that are trying to make plays when there's not much there. I agree. Trying with to you, make plays when they're when they have no protection. And, but Eli and Manning's not trying there. to make plays. Eli Manning's Eli Manning's making terrible throws most of the time. Although he's had a few good games, I'll give him credit. And some of those Sam Darnold picks were not 
bad throws. I'm just saying it, it's the same thing. But, but, but no, I look you're at not both making. You're not making. I mean, I agree with you. They're both trying to make plays, but Eli Manning should be better than that, and he's not because he's over the hill and he's done. Okay, and you finally admitted that Sam Darnold's right. a rookie. I'm so just saying the way that you're the way you're defending him is very much similar to the way I've been defending you. Okay, and if Eli Manning was a rookie or a third year player, I would completely agree. But with But when you. you're just looking at QBR and you're just looking at quarterback measurables and the situations that both teams that. are in, you can't do that. You can't do that when Eli Manning's fucking over the hill and done and you should be saying Eli Manning is terrible if Sam Darnold is doing this in year five like let's say Sam Darnold is Jameis Winston of course I'm pushing the panic no no of course of course you're projecting what he should be going forward and we're projecting what Eli should be after being 15 years in the league what I'm just saying is given the state of both organizations both teams have terrible putrid offensive lines which we'll get into with the Jets in a minute a snapper that can't snap the ball an offensive line that can't protect him, no talent to throw to on the offensive side, which of course is different than in Eli's case where he actually does. But it, it's a it's a situation where both guys struggle to make plays, and when they do have to chuck the ball up because they're trying to make something happen on teams that just don't score points, the end result is the same. Bad interceptions at bad times that cost the team games. I'm in agreement with you, but and if Eli Manning was a 21-year-old rookie, I would be saying right. the same things I am. All I'm trying to say Eli is Manning just in the is a moment. veteran quarterback right. with a bunch of weapons around him. Although he does have a terrible offensive line. Yeah. No disagreement here. Right. The Jets what Darnold do. has is Darnold has mobility, and Darnold has the ability to make extend plays a lot longer than Eli does for sure. But both teams are kind of products of, of of offenses that are non-existent and they're both struggling because they're trying to make something out of nothing when I watched Darnold at USC that was often the case and I kind of gave him a pass because he also remember he lost Juju Smith-Schuster which was supposed to be his number one wide receiver last year he left early he had a lot of other injuries and there was issues on the offensive side of the ball at USC and but the thing that concerns me about him is he's regressed from the first couple games of the season and I still believe, like you, that he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. But I'm telling you right now, we've talked about it as if it's a foregone conclusion, and it's anything but. The Jets clearly, to me, after watching this game in which they lost 13-6 to a a Brock Osweiler-led Dolphin team that only threw for 150 yards, what it tells me is you better get Todd Bowles out of here and find this guy, an offensive-minded head coach, that can help him grow. Because I agree right you, now, this is a guy that's very turnover prone. This is a guy that, this isn't new. He struggled with that in college. A lot of people thought and kind of swept it under the rug because of the intangibles that he does possess. But I'm telling you right now, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to be a great quarterback. And I think there's that hopefulness. And I'm, I'm not a Jet fan, but I'm hoping for the kid that he turns yeah. out to be good. It'd be great for the city. It'd, It'd be, be great for the fun. franchise. But, uh, but my point is, like, I don't know how you're comparing him to Eli Manning at all whatsoever when... They're in. They're at the complete opposite ends because of not only I'm their lives at, and of no, their no, careers, no, I, dude, but it's like if you give Sam Darnold, the Giants weren't in a rebuilding year. We knew this was another rebuilding year for the Jets. Their best wide receiver is Robbie Anderson. What I'm saying, the Giants is have Odell Beckham and and Sterling, Sterling Shepard and, and Evan Ingram and you can name on Barkley. Exactly. We know. Yes, the Jets don't have an offensive line, nor do the Giants. But right. if you compare everything else on the Giants' offensive side of the ball, they dominate the Jets talent-wise and well, money-wise. Right, they should. But that's the, what I'm saying is it was just the way that you were saying. Well, he doesn't have any ta- he doesn't have any protection. The guy's trying to force balls where there's where there's really nothing there. And if you watch Giants games, which I unfortunately have had well, to watch a most, but most there is of this something year. there when it comes to Giants games. Odell's wide open. 
Uh, Eli just can't get on the ball because there's somebody breathing down his neck. Exactly. And I think some of those Darnold plays are very much the same way. I think that he, if he had more time to make plays happen and had more time to find, I've seen Curse open on a couple of plays where he's missed him and tried to hit it and tried to hit the ball deep. I'm not saying he is. But, but I'm not trying to raise a whole thing here, dude. I'm just trying to say like when, when we were discussing what you were saying about, why he's making turnovers and why he's yeah, but, having issues. But the of reason course, why, in the big scre- scheme The reason things, why I'm they, defending a quarterback is because he's 21 years old. Right. And the reason why I'm not defending Eli Manning is because I think he should have been benched when, uh, and been done we when know Ben that. McAdoo sent him out there, although he didn't do it in the right way. And that was the, the end but of the we, story. But we think and, then he's setting, and that him, the belief in Eli Manning, it's not Eli's fault, but no, the belief again, in Eli Manning is setting back the Giants – franchise right. for years that, to come. Of course, but that's, again, that's big picture stuff that we've been down and we both are but, in agreement. Okay, fine. If you want to look at it just from this season, the Jets and the Giants both suck, but Do I you think Sam Darnold should have been playing in the fourth quarter of that game? Because if you're saying you're trying to win games, he shouldn't have been playing in the fourth quarter of that yeah, game. Yeah, but at the same time, like if you look at it, I, exp- I I wanted the Jets to make the playoffs, but again, I at the beginning of the year, I thought the Jets were going to be like a six-win team. Totally with which you. Which is exactly what I expected, and I expected, we both expected well, we didn't really expect, but the Giants expected with what the moves that they made to make the playoffs this year. Totally with and you. And that's why I'm not defending the Giants, but I am defending the Jets. Totally with you in the big sc- in, the, in, the, in the large scope of the of the situation. I'm totally in agreement with you. I'm just talking about this season. I'm not talking right. about large scope. Exactly. I'm exactly. talking about this season in general as well. The Jets are probably a little bit less than where they should be. The Jets had everything worked out perfectly. I think the Jets could have been an eight-win team The Jets should have won that game. The Jets should have won that game. I, I'm I mean, not going to say could have. They should have won that game. The Dolphins were awful. They were awful. But the, the Dolphins, Jet defense played great. Yeah, but the Dolphins are better than the Jets on certain things. The Dolphins have a better offensive line, and the Dolphins have a better running game. And, and Brock Osweiler only had to throw for how many yards? And I well, understand that's because, that it was that's Sam Darnold's fault. Dude, they scored, they scored six points on offense just like the Jets. It took a pick six to, for them to, to okay. have 13. But but if you really if you really want to argue about this, why don't we look back at Eli's rookie season when you were oh, no, of course. the same way? Of course. The, but the thing is, what's different about that is that was on a team with a head coach who just was in his first year, and he didn't have to worry about his job security. This is under a coach now that's trying to win games to save his to save his Jets career. No, I, I completely agree with you. But we have been calling for Todd Bowles' head, and I don't like to throw people under the bus and tell them that they should be fired. But we have been saying Todd Bowles shouldn't be the coach of this team for a few weeks now. Absolutely, man. And and again, I'm totally in lockstep with you. I, I don't think he's the best guy for this job. I think he's the guy that could stunt Sam Darnold's growth because Sam Darnold has the tools, I believe, if you can clean up some of the parts of his game where he struggles. I think he's always going to be a gunslinger, but the turnovers that he's been making, he has regressed. He has regressed from the first couple games of this season. And that's a game where your defense is holding down a pretty bad Dolphin offense. I know they've had some games where they've played well, but that game was so winnable for the Jets. They only held the Dolphins offense to six points as much as the Jets scored. And I'm saying if you're trying to win games and look at a game that you should have won, eliminate the big picture, just a a simple football game that you should have won, Sam Darnold shouldn't have necessarily been playing in the fourth quarter. And I think that's the tough situation is you're trying to serve two masters here. You're trying to say, are we trying to win games? If you are, then why is Darnold playing in a very winnable game that a veteran quarterback who you're paying $10 million to is sitting on the bench who could probably make a couple of those plays and win you that football game. But in the big big scheme, it's 
you don't want to take him out because this is going to be part of the learning curve, or so you hope, where he has to have one of these four interceptions games. I remember Eli throwing games where he had three pick sixes in one game, yeah, and they exactly. ran him out there. And you know so, what? I think the bottom line comes to, I think we feel that Todd Bowles is in a lot more trouble than he does. Yeah, and that's, again, I think the Jets need to tell him it's not about the, your win or loss record, but it's the penalties, which they committed more of this week. It's having a quarterback who should be getting better, not worse as the season goes on. And in a game that's very winnable, they didn't play the New England Patriots. They didn't play the Tennessee Titans even. They played a Miami defense, a Miami Dolphin team that scored six points on offense with Brock Osweiler throwing for 150 yards. That is a game that you have to win if you're trying to progress and show your fan base that we are not the same old Jets and we're trying to move on. You can't lose that game. I'm sorry. No, I definitely agree with you. That game that game is a game you should have won, and Sam Darnold had his worst game of the year by far. And he's definitely regressed as teams have gotten some tape on him and, and whatever the whatever else you want to say when it comes to that. But, again, Jets and Giants, completely different ends of the spectrum. Yep. And that's why I completely disagree with you in your comparisons because, I mean, you can't be defending Eli at this point. You're off the bandwagon. You already admitted yep, that. But so I don't know why you're backhandedly I'm, uh, I'm supporting not because him. I'm not backhanding supporting him. I'm He's just going to be it's in the, the Ring same, of Honor in the Hall of I'm Fame. I'm just saying it's it's a very similar situation when you look at how bad the supporting cast is around them. Whether the Giants have better talent players on definitely offense, do. which they definitely do, but their offensive line is about as bad as you can find. And you didn't give an immobile quarterback any kind of time to throw a football. And the other component of it is, is we talk about Sam Darnold as if he's going to have an Eli kind of year. And I think that we need to pump the brakes on that for a quick second and say, or an Eli kind of career rather, and just say, listen, this is a rookie quarterback who has had now, what, eight games in the NFL, nine games in the NFL. He's had two really good games, a couple mediocre games, and this was by far his oh, worst Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you. And listen, and let, think, me, let me just say this. When, when I say my baby boy and all this bullshit, of course I'm over-exaggerating. Of course, I, we know I, that. And Eli, and Eli is fun. an absolute dream. I'll be able to talk shit to you for the rest of my life that the Jets have a couple Super Bowls under their belt because you'd be saying that he won two. They basically would have be, ta- be taking the AFC East from the New England Patriots and be the next team in that in that division. But I mean, listen, I'll take a Matt Stafford career from from uh, from Sam Donald. Shit, I, I I mean, I could go up and down the NFL. I'll of take course. a Matt Ryan career. I think you know. I, I mean, yeah. But these other people that are talking about Sam Donald like he's gonna have a Ben Roethlisberger, right. you name these guys' career. Let's pump the brakes because you. You have to remember the situation that these guys were put in is a lot different than the Jets as well. I mean, the Steelers draft wide receivers better than anybody and, and draft pretty much better than better than the Jets in every single position. So I, I'm in agreement with you. We definitely need to pump the brakes when it comes to, oh, Savior Sam, you know, my baby boy, this, that, and the yeah, third. Yeah, and I know you're and doing you need it to facetiously focus, and having fun. And you need to focus. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm excited. I'm over the moon. This is the first time the Jets have had a true, you know, blue chip, quarterback I think in a, in a very long time because Sanchez really wasn't that no. um, but but I think that now what the focus is is we got to get a guy in here that can make him what he should be absolutely a la you know and you said it 10 seconds ago a la an Andy Reid or a Doug Peterson or 
Or you can go up and down the Listen, NFL and look they at these quarterback guys. They need to look at what him... the guy is doing in Chicago with Mitchell Trubisky, who should not be playing this well. Right. And has yeah, this, Matt Nagy is a, is a the great offensive best mind. QBR in the NFL for right. the season. And I think the thing, too, is we can't make a real assumption on a quarterback unless he's given every possibility to succeed. Now, yeah. if Sam Darnold gets a really good offensive mind and is surrounded by a little bit better of an offensive line and some actual talent and yeah, skill positions. Again, going back to the Giants, if I don't need them like, to be Pro Bowlers, right, but I just plays, need them to be confident. If he, if he plays like crap, then it's okay, this guy's turnover prone, and, and clearly he's a bust. But I felt the same way with, with uh, Sanchez. I know you and I differ, but I watched a lot of Jet games during his first few years. And if they got a, got a head coach in there or anybody that could actually help him progress... And then as soon as he started to get into his third and fourth year in the league, they took all his offensive skills positions away where, you know, Dustin Keller was his best option yeah. to throw to. That was a difficult and I think, one. And I think to me is, yes, they were, you know, we agree that Mark Sanchez was a reach and Sam Darnold is the blue chip prospect that fell right in their laps where when they traded up. Perfect. But at the end of the day, a quarterback's only as good as the people that you surround him with, both talent-wise and coaching-wise. And if they don't do that for this kid, you're looking at possibly another Mark Sanchez kind of career because he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Neither did Sanchez in towards his, the end of his Jets tenure. He doesn't have an offensive head coach. Sanchez never had that. And you have to you have to pump the brakes. And, and not just you. I'm saying more generally Jet fans and people who kind of just assume that. And myself, you know, I be, I'm a big believer in him when some other people were not necessarily. We can't talk about him and how he's having these bad games and how he's a rookie. And that's why this is now your ninth game and you played not a great team and you can't have games like that. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely a bad game, but. Still, I mean, he's young and he's got nothing around that's, him, and that that's was what my you, only right. justification. And that's for what that. you and that's what you hope for. And but now again, he's got to get better. I know can, he's suffering with an injury now. Yeah, he's got again. We didn't mention that at the beginning. He's in a walking boot. What's sprain? Foot sprain. Foot sprain. So he could be out two weeks. Yeah, there. I think the I think best case scenario is definitely don't play him against the Bills. No need to rush him. This isn't a season now where you're trying where you're going to win. You know enough games to make the postseason. So let him rest. Then you have the bye. You hope you can win anyway against the Bills with a Josh McCown at quarterback. Take the bye and then let him finish up the last little bit and hope that you see some progression. Yeah. That's really I think what you this have could to be the for. best thing for him. Maybe sit back, watch a little tape, and maybe watch some of those plays where, listen, some of those interceptions are excusable where it's either a coverage interception or, or there was pressure breathing down him. But you're right. There was, a lot of, there was a lot of interceptions where they were just boneheaded plays and bad decision. I don't yeah, think it not, was based on arm talent. It was no. based on mental mental lapses. And he even said that. He yeah. said, I, I need to pull the trigger and have more conviction behind my behind my progressions and decision-making needs to be faster. And, you know, those are all things you like to hear because at least he notices it, but you can tell that it's more from the mental side and you hope he doesn't get the yips. Yeah. And, and listen, to put a bow on this conversation, you know, if we fast forward to when we're in our studio in the city and we're we're rich and famous. Sorry, sports.com has blown up in four years, and we're still talking about Sam Darnold throwing the boneheaded pick. And, and well, you him can not deal with that because out. there's great. I mean, how many horrible interceptions do you see Roethlisberger throw every No, week? I agree with you, but if we're still talking about Sam Darnold in this light right now, where we're saying he's a bust, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota style. There you go. 
Listen, then I'm going to be saying, well, the Jets... both have shown flashes of brilliance in their career, but the jury is very much out on them. I'm going to say, listen, the Jets took a chance on a blue-chip guy, and they lost, and it sucks, but we got to get rid of him. But for now, he's a rookie. He's got nothing around him, and let's just hope that he can make improvements because... There are flashes of brilliance and brilliance and the talent is there. It absolutely is. And and listen, I hope for his sake and for Jets fans sake that the organization finally recognizes that they need to get an offensive mind in there. They need to treat him as the crown jewel of this organization which the quarterback should be. Tailor everything that you can towards him. Your defense is already really good. You don't need to bring in another defensive guy. Bring in a guy that cleans up some of the mistakes, the mental mistakes as far as penalties are concerned, and give him every opportunity. Spend some of this, you know, Zoftig cap space that you guys have, $90 million plus or whatever it is, on some wide receivers, a tight end, some running back, whatever you got to do, and some offensive line help to make sure that if we do analyze this kid next year, two years, three years down the line, it's, listen, Look what happened after a tough rookie season when he didn't have much to work with and he was getting his feet wet in the NFL. Or, wow, they gave everything that they possibly could to, to take care of him and, and he's and he's showing like he's a bust. We don't know that yet and we won't know after this year. I'm just saying if I were a Jet fan, I'd be a little disconcerned with that performance on Sunday because that was a very winnable game. And I know you're not supposed to go to the playoffs. But when you look back on a season and and look and and retrospectively look back at every every game on the schedule, you're gonna say, Jesus, we should have fucking won that game. Yeah, there's gonna be probably one to two games, especially that one on that and schedule. I'll say I they, agree with you. I'll but. say they could have won some games, but it was against better competition. That was a game I will say should have won. All right, so why don't we move on to the New York Giants? Eli's going to continue to start a quarterback. Week. They didn't lose. Yeah, there you go. No losses for the Giants this week. Eli is going to continue to play quarterback. Do you think this has anything to do with Loetta getting arrested? I do. I think it's or too whatever. Yeah, did. well, Loetta, uh, you're getting closer. <laughs> it's a, did he get arrested? Whatever, detained, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, call it. I mean, we went over the story last week. It was because of a traffic, like a, a driving violation, and he didn't want to give his information to the cops. He resisted arrest, and you know, he went up should to the said, pro- "You already should know who I am. I'm the backup quarterback for the third string quarterback for Fourth the New York Giants." Fourth rounder out of Richmond. Give me a fucking break. Come on. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, I mean, Shermer was very adamant about voicing his displeasure about the situation, saying, I wish he was actually early instead of rushing to get to practice on time, which is a good way to air really out. good observation. Yeah, very good way to air out publicly a young kid who might be feeling himself a little bit and to remind him where he is and that he hasn't accomplished anything yet. Um, I think that is part of it because he was supposed to get some first team reps. I think the other thing is this. For everybody that's clamoring to have Eli sitting, and trust me, you, I'm, I, you know I'm off the bandwagon, and I would be happy to see any. I'd be happy to see his heir apparent take over for him. The problem is, is that they don't have that, and until then, until that situation figures itself out, which isn't going to be till the end of the season, fingers crossed. Eli Manning is going to start games for this team, and I'll tell you one thing: it's a good opportunity because. They haven't been winning with him, so let him keep going out there. You can't say that Alex Tanney or now Kyle Aletta is a better option to win because they're not. So 
if you're saying we're trying to win games, you can appease the people by saying, oh, well, we started our two-time Super Bowl MVP. What do you want us to do? But then you can also say, listen, our two-time Super Bowl MVP is, is not winning football games and hasn't been winning football games, and we'll go out there and lose and go through the same old song and dance until the season ends. I think that's the only... That's the only play that this team has. Yeah, man. At, at this point, I think maybe Loetta starts the last three games or something. Well, or he another. better. If, remember, he wasn't dressing as the second-string quarterback. So, I think he would have had he not gotten arrested well, going on from the bye. Yeah, probably. You know, he, That's a better opportunity. And again, for people who are saying, bench him, for who? You know, like, what, <laughs> what, what do you want to see? You want to see two guys that probably don't have futures with this franchise play instead? Come on, that's not yeah. that's not really. I relevant. think you just run Eli out there and let him take a beating until the end of the season, and then draft your next guy or assign Derek Carr or whoever falls out of favor in the NFL coming up next year. There's going to be a lot of decent quarterbacks. Maybe you take a flyer on a Joe Flacco. Well, Flacco still has time under his contract. They would have to release him. Yeah. Which so which could very well it happen. could very well happen uh, especially again, the way the Ravens are going now and Harbaugh may get fired. He's I, another I one of the. He's we'll another, talk about that in the office. Yeah, he's another one of those guys that I'll say thanks, but no thanks. Because honestly, for, one year. No, because to me is I don't think he's much better than Manning. So I want to get somebody that's better than Manning. I, I I don't need to see another retread or a guy that's cut by his team who should be a starting quarterback in the league if they were better. Mm-hmm. That's what Eli is. If yeah. he was better and the team was better, then we might be talking well, something that, different. The thing that bothers me about Eli is let's let's not talk about Eli like he like he's some middle-of-the-road quarterback that we thought was supposed to be great. He just should have retired two years ago. He had a great career. Yeah, no doubt. And he uh, was always a second-tier. He was always in the second tier. At his best, he was a fringe top 10. And at his worst, he was probably, you know, 16th or 17th in the league. Yeah, no, and he's had a great career. He just should have hung it up two years ago. And, they, and the Giants should have recognized that, which is, again, why we're in this situation, because – he shouldn't be playing in these games, but you don't have another option. So he's going to play. You know, these people that are, these fans that are yelling about him benching, they're so, they're so short. No, they're so short sighted. It's like who, for whom you just don't want to see him play. That's fine. But do you, would you want to see Alex Tanney play? Is he going to excite you? You want to see Kyle Aletta play? Is that going to really, you know, j- jumpstart you? I don't think so. Yeah. I'd like to see Loretta, Loletta play. I want to see him play. He, I want to see him play again if they think he's ready. Mm-hmm. If he's not, then there's literally no point. So it, it's just, again, like you don't need to shake a guy's confidence if there's no reason for him to be playing. That's enough about the that Giants. That guy needs his confidence shaken if he's not giving his ID to a cop. Good point. Good point. I hope this I, I like Shermer. I know this has been a terrible season and it's hard to and it's hard to say anything positive about this team, but I like the way that he kind of cultivates a room. I think this is a divided team. I think there's gonna be massive roster shakeups. There already has been a few in season. We're gonna see a lot of it happen in the off season at many key positions. And I kind of, but I do like his demeanor. I like his no nonsense attitude, and and I hope the Giants stick with him and give him a chance to kind of mold this team into what he wants it to be. Because clearly, this is not what he wants it to be. We've done enough complaining about our locals. Some tough situations going on for both the Jets and the Giants. Yet again, another putrid sports team. Well, teams in New York. God, man, thank God for we have the Yankees, which are, at least are competitive because everyone else sucks. I mean, we're grasping at straws during our rundowns talking about the Knicks and Nets. 
We're talking about how a, a Giants and Jets team again will not, neither will be in the playoffs. Depressing stuff. And the Mets are the Mets, and can it please be baseball season again soon? Because at least then we can see a mutual team we root for actually win. Yeah. Unfortunately, we are months removed from that, so we will talk about the rest of the National Football League. Starting with a team that a lot of people should be very excited for is the Kansas City Chiefs. They remained one of the top teams in the league, still with only one loss. They went into Cleveland and did what they were supposed to do, win by 16 points. That game was close early. Mayfield was shaken up. Tyrod Taylor had to come in a little bit. Mahomes played great. Kelsey is an animal, and this team is legit. Yeah, I guess um, Greg Williams, you know, what's his Greg the Bounty Hunter, as people are calling him, um, didn't really get too much, too much done in Cleveland. So no. I mean, what really? What can you say? What can you say? But and I and I will tell you this. We've talked about the quarterbacks. Obviously, we've talked about Darnold as as he's a you know you root for the Jets, and we got to talk about the locals. I think the jury's out on all these guys, man. I mean, there's talent to like about Mayfield. He kind of set the world on fire early, but I he has turned the ball over a lot. And he doesn't look like he's reading progressions well. And if you want to talk about a team that's not very good but should be better, it's the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I'm not saying they should be a playoff team, but they should have more than one win. And well, I mean, who's in a worse situation, Baker or Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold doesn't have any talent, but the coaching staff seems to be a little bit more competent in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield's if got Cle- more talent. Com- more com- competent in Cleveland. They just fired their head coach. No, I'm and saying it seems to be a little more competent than Cleveland. Oh, than the Cleveland. Jets I staff. thought you said in Cleveland. I was no, like, relax, relax. They just fired yeah. the head coach. And I was- Stop jumping me. <laughs> and, the, and the Cleveland Browns have more talent, obviously, on the offensive side of the ball, beefing up their offensive line. They've got – I don't need to go up and down the roster, but they definitely have more skill players and a better defense than the Jets. They're top five in defense, believe it or not, this year. Um – but they have a much less, I don't know, shitty, uh, a much they're less they're confident they're coaching they're staff. They make the Jets and Giants look good. Yeah. We'll put it that way. Which Even is Gruden terrible. is happy that uh, there's the Cleveland Browns. But yeah, so I don't know who's in a worse situation. Really I will say, though, uh, I mean, the jury, I, we are so quick to anoint the next best quarterback. And, and obviously we know that Mahomes everybody had is their in a weak, great situation. Everybody had their week yeah. this year, man. I mean, Darnold, Darnold had, started off against the Lions. And then Mayfield um, came in against your Jets. And, and came in in the second half. And they were saying he's... You know, the MVP of the league. And then you had Josh Allen go off against the Minnesota Vikings. And then Rosen had his fun in the sun I guess, against... He's um, had a couple decent games. I believe the Niners or something. He, yeah. won, he won a game. I know that. Um, and, and Lamar Jackson has yet to really play, so you can't say much about him. But who knows? Maybe Big Ben gets hurt and Mason Rudolph has him his moment, I think too. it's really a product of of the situation these guys are in. That's really how you mark quarterbacks. Obviously you have the ones who are completely overrated and don't show any kind of level of confidence or ability to play at the NFL level. But you also see plenty of guys that do that should be better, but they're in just, you know, horrific situations where the cards are stacked up against them to actually move on. But uh, just to finish up on this game, the Kansas city chiefs, man, I mean, they impress me every time, and it doesn't really matter who they play. Travis Kelsey, dare I say, is he better than what Gronk was for a few years? I know no. we think Gronk is the best, but what Kelsey's been doing the last three years is—I don't think it's he's remarkable. better. I don't think he's better than peak Gronk because I think Gronk changed the position, and I think Gronk was like the first guy to ever do that. But right now, I think he's head and shoulders better than Gronk. I think there's a few tight ends that are better than Gronk right now. 
Gronk's on the back nine. It's really sad to see, not from a Jets fan, but just from a <laughs> just from a guy who likes watching NFL football. It's really tough Are to you see. You're not gonna Gronk cry at his NFL funeral. Nah, they'll probably yeah. throw a couple beers in his in his NFL casket. I'm but sure whatever. they will. But no, I don't think he's better than I don't think Kelsey's better than him because the thing with Kelsey, and you can go back and look at this past season and the years before, there'll be a couple weeks where he didn't have uh you know he didn't have the same kind of week. Where it wasn't he wasn't nearly as consistent as Gronk. Yeah, there'll be a couple games where he'll get three targets for six yards every season. Of course, he's gonna have those breakout games where we're talking about him like we are now. But Gronk, it was like every fucking week, a hundred yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, and he hurdles a guy or stiff arms seven of them or, you know, does something crazy that you've never seen a tight end do before. So, I would not put them in the same category right now. Of course, Kelsey's better, but all time no. Okay, that's fair. I kind of wanted to just get your opinion on it because the level that Kelsey's been playing on has been oh, pretty incredible great. level. But um, already this year, he's had a couple duds as well. Yeah, true. I, and and that just goes to show the embarrassment look of up, riches that the yeah. Chiefs have offensively. When you look up at the end of the season, he's going to look amazing. But if you go game by game, there was two or three games where we were saying, does Patrick Mahomes not even need him? Because he really didn't play well. Yeah, that's fair. Um, moving on now, the Pittsburgh Steelers take a big rivalry game on the road over the Ravens, 23-16. Harbaugh's seat is very hot. They were talking about how he might have even Tomlin's been fired afterwards. Hot. No, I guess not. And I tell you what, they found some mojo without Le'Veon Bell. And if I were them, I know we talked about it on Saturday, I wouldn't want him back. They're, this team is winning games now that they need well, to win. They're starting to find a groove. Yes, that game was a lot of fun. We'll talk about Le'Veon Bell in about .2 seconds, but... Antonio Brown continues to lead the league in touchdowns receiving. Um, it, it was a really fun game to watch. And James Conner statistically is having a better season than peak Le'Veon Bell, believe it or not. That's crazy. That is insanity. But back to the task at hand because we don't have to talk much about the Ravens. That offense is they got two weapons in there and Willie Seen and John Brown. And they also brought in Crabtree. So three new wide receivers. Did you see that play where they ran a trick play with they lined up um, Lamar Jackson, and then they had him running behind Flacco in motion, and he split out. It was, it was like a bubble screen, and Flacco didn't even look his way. He was in the end zone. Nobody even was near him. Flacco didn't even look his way and threw a forced pass incomplete in the end Listen, zone. Listen, the way they're using Lamar Jackson is a tragedy. Honestly, they should watch some New Orleans Saint tape with the way they use Taysom Hill or whatever that guy's yeah. name is. Um, but back to the Le'Veon Bell thing, because the, the Steelers are on the – Ascendance and the um, the Baltimore Ravens are on the decline for sure. Um, that team we were talking about them making the playoffs, taking a stranglehold on that division. I was a fan of them early. Oh yeah, absolutely because they they still have a top five defense in the NFL, but that offense is is anemic and they should be a lot better. Their running game it leaves a lot to be desired. And Flacco, what's he good for? A couple of pass interference calls. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's going to be the just future, Giants, the ball deep and hope future the Giants quarterback, Joe Stop. Flacco. Stop. You're always willing these bad people upon me, and I'm I sick of so. it. You're a bad guy and a bad friend. <laughs> um, but back to the Le'Veon Bell thing. So we talked about it last week. His day was Tuesday. It is Wednesday. He didn't sign. Nope. He put out a couple of cryptic tweets. Um, peace out, peace out Miami. And he was seen playing pickup basketball Jesus. at, um, at, at the Rex at some Equinox or some LA Fitness in Pittsburgh, but I mean, listen, maybe he's trying to get in shape, but he probably should have signed that contract where they can't refranchise tag him next year. Now, if they refranchise tag him, I believe that it would have to be for even more money. 
so he'd be making like close to what Big Ben is making. So who knows if they do that? But still, well, they might put as well. the transition tag on him too, which is something different. I don't know if they can do that because he didn't. He technically didn't play this year. Okay, so it has to be the franchise. Yeah, okay. I think it would have to be. It's basically like this year never happened because it's too late <laughs> in the year to the point. Yeah, yeah. for him it didn't. Right. Um, but who knows? Maybe the. I think what his agent is hoping on. Or his agent probably saying, "What the fuck are you doing?" But. At this point, his agent is probably saying, listen, they're going to have to franchise tag somebody else. They're not going to be able to pay all these guys long term. Yeah, why would you want to franchise him now? Yeah. So maybe, yeah, at this point, they're, they're probably mutually saying, all right, well, see you later then. Yep. But that's the, that is the status on Le'Veon Bell. Amazing stuff, man. Because uh, I'm story, a spiteful person, I'd sign him and then, make, and then put him on the inactive list and make him stand uh, on the sideline. I, I, wouldn't, I would never play him. I'd let him run the practice squad. I'd put him in one of those, you know, mm. r- let him run scout team with the <laughs> fucking running back. That's what I would do. Oh, you're going to pay, um, what, $16 million to do that? Well, you know what? Because you're going you, to – then you just let him go after the season. Say, you know what? There you go. Like I said, I'm a spiteful human being. Well, so that's I why you're it. not going to be an NFL <laughs> owner because um, you would not make any money at all whatsoever we'll being spiteful. We'll see about that. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll, we'll see where he goes next year. But one of the most interesting things in sports is this, and I, I don't, although it's being talked about on the surface, I don't think people have been looking deep enough into it as to why, although he hasn't let anybody talk to him and he hasn't talked to any media and who knows what his logic is. I, I think a deeper look is this guy's, this guy's setting a precedent and, and he needs to be given as stupid as it looks. He needs to be given a little bit of credit that he's putting his body first and saying, I'm not going to let these teams because it's fucked up what the NFL does to these players letting them you know let, hanging them out to dry basically and I appreciate the fact that he's trying to set a precedent saying fuck you guys I've made my money and I'm going to take care of my body and go get a guaranteed contract next year or a more guaranteed contract I totally agree with you from a moral standpoint but unless these players are willing to just give up their careers and stay in a three or four year lockout it doesn't matter what he's doing. No, absolutely. Because, He'll never change. Because, but I'm just saying that I appreciate of it. Of course. All. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the thing. But that's why I think this stand, although like to me it's that's great. Your point is well taken. You deserve to make money. You've been a great player for a long time and teams shouldn't be able to hold you hostage to these one year deals, you know, precluding you from going out and getting a long term a long term deal, whether it's with them or another team. But that's how the NFL is. You can't guarantee contracts. You know, we've seen our first ever with with uh, my boy uh, Kirk Cousins out in Minnesota. Yeah. And that that's a, such an exception to the rule. People are saying that's going to start a trend. It's not. It, it's maybe not. Maybe for quarterbacks. Maybe for quarterbacks. It, but, that it, you know, you, you can't. You can't have that. NFL owners are never going to give guaranteed contracts. It's not the kind of game where you can do that. And... I do believe that they're going to have to settle this somehow with the NFLPA and the NFL. But you know what? That's going to take a long time. And these players will have to say, yeah, we're comfortable with giving up a year of football to do this. And we've seen, you know, that 2011 lockout got nasty. And it went down to a pretty, we were into the summertime when teams hadn't reported and there was, and the lockout was still going on before finally the, you know, they got, you know, less practice and pads and, and, you know, the preseason became a little more of a joke and it's not as intense, but Overall, they're never going to get what they want unless they decide Play more that, games. yeah. Play more games. That's what they're going to say. All right, we want an 18-game schedule with the same playoffs. Yeah, That's what they're going to say. 
two less preseason games and we want real games, 18 game schedule. Yep. I mean, they're not. It's the only way they're going to get more money or guarantee money. And I understand the, the the moral high ground of it, and these guys trying to take care of their bodies, and and we've already seen these guys retire very early in their primes. Calvin Johnson, that linebacker from San Francisco, his name escapes me now, but he only played about. one year and he was a Pro Bowler and then stopped. We've seen it all up and down the line. Totally good. It's a dangerous game. You're putting your body at risk, not just short term, but long term as well. We know that. But it's not going to change anything. These owners are not going to bend over. The players are going to eventually succumb to what the owners tell them to do because they're not going to risk millions and millions of dollars of salary to not play. In the NBA, you can do that. In the MLB, you can do that. In the NFL, you can't. And that's, well, I think this NFL is kind of all for naught. You're, every day you're getting older. You're, your clock's already ticking. Not to mention in the NFL, you know, that money lost is you're never going to get that back. In the NBA and the MLB, you can kind of get it back because all the deals are guaranteed. I think the thing that this that this holdout does before we just move on to the rest of the games, but I think you brought up a really good discussion here, is this really sheds the light on kind of that quote-unquote plantation feel that is permeating from the owners down to the players. Oh, it's terrible. It's awful, and we know it, just but feel this like they it really got, brings it to light. You, they, you just feel like they got players on coat hangers, and okay, this guy got hurt, just pull the next guy off the coat hanger like he's a suit. Just put him back out there, and, and that's how it is. It, it's really terrible. And some of these guys, the non-notable guys that get hurt, you never hear from them again. You know, you see it in the NBA where if somebody suffers a horrible injury that changes their career – that you've never heard of a guy, the guy on the a guy on the Pelicans last year, his name deceives me, had basically the same exact injury as Gordon Hayward. At the very least, you can say, okay, this guy probably probably made a couple million dollars in the bank. The player in the NFL, you're cut. Would you make hundred thousand dollar game check? Good right. for you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and and that's and that's the worst part. And we know that. I think fans are much more privy to it and sympathetic to it now. But that doesn't change the fact that listen, Le'Veon, I appreciate what you were trying to do early, but now you've become a cancer to this team. It's a distraction constantly yeah, over honestly, a team that's actually playing really well. As and terrible, they're, they're going on a run. Here. Yeah, as terrible as it sounds, I think that's what Le'Veon is banking on too. I think he's saying they don't want me to play for them anymore. So you know what? Fuck them. I'm out too. Then. Yep. I think that's what he's banking and on. And well, the reason so. that I want like like the spitefulness of it is because I think he's made. You know, he was a part of that really bad situation that you know a lot of people. We said it during our preview, right? This seems like it's just a bunch of guys yeah. who and he care was right about in the middle of it. He, and he was not, right in the middle of it. He was not. He was not a you know a perfect citizen by no. by a good Samaritan by any means. He. He's been suspended, I think, multiple times for, for uh, violating the league's drug policy and all this stuff. And we can talk a whole podcast about whether or not you think marijuana should be legal across the board federally in the United States or, or whatever. Or but it's against the NFL leagues. Exactly. And you, and you have to abide like by that whether you like it's it or really not. you got to abide by it. And he's put his team in jeopardy. By doing boneheaded yeah, and they're things like lucky that, that so. James Conner has emerged as this stud because, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, you can make a very strong case. I know it hasn't worked out, and maybe it the way that he necessarily wanted to. But if I if the Steelers, I, if I was a member of that team after having my after you know having his back and having him kind of stab us in it, I would say I don't want any part of you. You know, like don't come back. We yeah, we Connor's don't want rolling. you. Connor's playing great. He keeps his head down. He hasn't said one thing about this situation, which I think is really great. 
And this team's on a run. They're, they just beat a really good, well, not a really good, but they beat a Ravens team that take, took care of them in week four in Pittsburgh and all but ended their season. And they're trying to like gain some momentum now heading into the second half of the year. And why would you want a major distraction who clearly is all about himself into that locker room? Unless yeah. you really just want to do the Sean Rowe card and, and make him run scout team. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> they're not going to pay somebody $16 million to run scout team. I mean, I guess you're spending other people's money, so what the hell do we care? Just like the Yankees. But let's move on to the next game after that. We have the Chargers beating Seattle 25-17. to San Diego Chargers 6-2. and two. I'll Los take Angeles it. Los Angeles Chargers 6-2. and two. San Diego Chargers 6-2. <laughs> and two. I will take it. Um, this is one of those games. Jeez, the Chargers, man. Is it just when you put on the uniform as a kicker, you forget how to kick field goals? Is that what happens? Yes, them and the Minnesota Vikings should just never sign kickers, and they should no, go, for, go two for two every time, and they should have their punter learn how to do like kickoffs. kickoffs Other yeah. than that, you don't need field goals, and you don't need extra points. This guy is a joke, and Sturgis has had a decent career. I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, they cut Lambeau, and he seems to be killing it. Of course. Jack- well, I mean, listen, whatever. You don't have to say much about that. Their head coach isn't great either, Lynn. Which is another reason why I probably shouldn't have picked them to go to the Super Bowl because special teams and head coaches really kind of get you to that next level. Here's my question but to you, as they are your Super Bowl pick. They didn't pick are them to they, win, for the no, record. Right. I picked them to are go. They the, are they at 6-2? and two, Are they the third best team in the AFC, or would you put Pittsburgh ahead of them? I put Pittsburgh ahead of them because of the – Pedigree, I guess you would say. Because I think we both understand that because, the Texans, you know despite their record, most are... important thing in sports, Pittsburgh is battle tested. Oh, I love that word. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> Let's move on to the next game. I got, I got nothing else to say about that. Oh, good lord. Um, the Texans barely won in Denver. Nice pick, Sean. Nineteen to seventeen. I got lucky. Thank uh, Case you. Keenum had him going at the end there, but thank miss, you, McManus, for the missed field goal yeah. at the, as time expired. Keenum led them on a really good drive. That that was actually very good. Case Keenum that game. Uh, Houston looked like they had that game in control. Very good, the Case Keenum. Time. Good for seventeen points. There you go. <laughs> like I said, very good, Case Keenum. Um, listen, I think that looking at this Texans team, I don't care how they've won. They've now won six in a row. Yeah, but if you comb back up and down their schedule, Denver might have been the best team that they've beaten. I just said, I don't care how. That's six wins in a row in the National Football League, which is not easy to do. And like I said, it took a McManus missed field goal for them to win. Their defense let up. Watson didn't do much in the second half. But they had control of that game. Their defense kind of allowed him back in. Demarius Thomas, he struggled. He did not look good. He did not look... Uh, acculturated into that f- offense at all. He didn't have much time. No, not at all. But he, you know, they had to call a couple timeouts because he wasn't lined up properly, and and Watson had to try to make plays when a, an offensive line was not taking care of him. I got to say that was about as good as the uh, the Broncos defense has looked this year, as far as pass rush is concerned. A little too little, too late though. No, yeah. I, listen, you got lucky on that one. Nice call. I'm gonna take it. Sometimes I don't think Watson's going to win the MVP, but that's a very winnable division, man, and you could be right on that one. I think we both picked that one, and hopefully hopefully they stick that one out. I'd like to see them beat a team that actually might make oh, the playoffs. Oh, I think, you know what? This team reeks to me of they're going to play that first Saturday wild card game oh, yeah. on ESPN against the Cincinnati Bengals or uh. some team like that, and it's going to be like 
17 to 14. Talk about a pumpkin picking game. That's yeah, like a Christmas carol. Yeah, go Christmas <laughs> carol. Although it's after Christmas, but you know what I mean. Just get out there and do something else. You don't have to watch that game. It's snow angel season. I mean, yeah, honestly, like that's a bad that I could see that because they haven't played anybody. I mean, they haven't really done anything to their credit. They're going to win this division by default, but this team just reeks to me of a one, you know, hey, the Texans are in the playoffs again. And there they go. Nice well, and fast. Well, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Cause no, but they've been in the playoffs basically every year, and they lose that first game. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, remember all those TJ Yates that was playoff started games. Yeah. Abs- well, that yeah, those teams were terrible. All right, so let's move on. Next up, Patriots win uh, the Battle of the Goats, as everyone was calling it, 31-17. to Don't really know how you can put Rodgers in the same conversation as Tom Brady. Well, I think people I speak are talking to that as a Jets fan. Of course, I think people were talking about it from just a, uh, the. W- I think if Rodgers had the teams, they they look at it from you know extrapolating out where if he had a head coach that was as good as Belichick and a team that was as consistently built to win as the Patriots, that he would be right up there. Unfortunately for him, he has not had that, but. You watch him play, and undoubtedly, he's one of the best throwers of the football yeah, we've ever no, he seen. Is. He's probably and the most he talented. Did, yeah, I mean, he's ever. incredible. But as usual, Brady is the last man standing, and he looked great, man. I mean, he 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 having Josh Gordon really adds that extra dimension. Edelman made a couple big plays. You can see they're really starting to find their groove now. And of course, they get lucky by getting to play the Bills and teams like the Dolphins and soon to be the Jets as they kind of figure their way through the season. But they're starting to kick it in overdrive. I think it started with that Kansas City game, and it's just kept on rolling. Packers yeah. aren't good. No, no, the Packers are in a lot of trouble. If it wasn't Their for Aaron Rodgers, this very is good. a team that could maybe win two games. They have some talented wide receivers and a good running back, but that offensive line is uh, not very good, and that defense is pretty bad. Not good head coaching either. I don't know how Mike McCarthy still has this job. I know he Aaron won Rogers one. That, quarterback. Yep, he won that one Super Bowl, but he's done really nothing. You can make a very strong case that that team should be so much better every year because yeah. of Rodgers and the fact that – they haven't done more is really a reflection much more so on him. Agree with you completely. Let's move on to the final game of the AFC uh, rundown we have here. The Titans win on Monday Night Football. We both picked Dallas, and Dallas was undefeated at home before this game, but we should never, ever, ever pick Jason Garrett. Nope. Future Princeton head coach Jason Garrett, twenty-eight to fourteen win over the Cowboys. This Titans team is the most confusing team in the NFL. One week they score six points, this week they score twenty-eight. One week their defense is terrible, although well disciplined, but terrible. The next week they're only giving up fourteen points to the Cowboys. I can't figure this team out. They're betting on them as a stay away every week. I I, I don't understand them at all. I got to be honest with you, I'm really pissed because I went perfect in my league with picks, and for some reason I forgot that I picked the, t- cow- the Titans in, in that league? game. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. Right. Let's move but on to the I next I should thing. have taken – I'm just saying, you're such an asshole. I was saying that the uh, – I should have kept the Titans, and I didn't, and I went with Dallas. I don't understand why. This team is just the definition of mediocrity, and before you had to make a, a piece of shit statement, the uh, – what I wanted to say was I don't know if this Texan if this or this Texan this Titan team is anything that great. I think this was a product of watching the Dallas Cowboys 
just be the Dallas Cowboys. They were trying to feed Amari Cooper so many times. They just, in the second half, they ran Ezekiel Elliott six times. And Dak Prescott, you want to talk about a quarterback who makes a great first impression and doesn't do anything? This guy sucks. He can't make big throws. He's forcing the ball into areas where it doesn't look like there's anyone even there. He's not, he's throwing the ball away every two seconds or taking bad or taking bad sacks. This team sucks. And and to me, I, they're really the the Titans. Although they took advantage of it, this doesn't do anything more for me to talk about them. I watched that game and said, this is just classic bad Cowboys. So as a Giants fan, that probably felt good getting that out, especially with the current state of the New York Giants. Uh, I, you, it, it you does, it but it perfectly. doesn't because it's like they're still in better shape than you. Which is what I said in the preview. I said they're going to be. I didn't think the Giants would be this bad, but I, I definitely thought that the Cowboys no, would the be Giants, a little better. I mean, I thought the Giants would be good, but I feel like you thought the Giants would be like a four-win team. I, I said six, and I said the Cowboys would have seven. I don't think either of those teams are getting to those. No, no, you're right. You're <laughs> damn. That's that's terrible. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the NFC. The Bears murdered the Buffalo Bills. Why did we not pick this game? Um, Khalil Mack didn't play. Do you really need him against the Bills? Nope. Nathaniel Peterman started. The fact that Derek Anderson is that much of an upgrade to Nathaniel Peterman, I mean, come on. Oh, no, no, no. Nathaniel Peterman played this game. No, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yep. And Derek Anderson is that much of an upgrade to the point where you don't even need Mac, and you still win 41 to nine. I mean, come on, seriously. The the San Francisco 49ers found this guy Mullen out of nowhere, and and he's slinging the ball all over the field. And I, I don't know. I, I have nothing to say. Well, Buffalo did start a GoFundMe to get Nathan Peterman off this team. Let's see if that works. Again, I don't think that they have any. But until Josh I feel Allen bad comes for the back, guy. oh, I do too. He's set up in the worst possible situation. He can't succeed on this team. No, but. I give the Bears credit for this game. The only thing I'll say is, you know, we know Buffalo sucks. They've played, for some weird reason, a couple games pretty airtight for a little bit and even went into Minnesota and won. But the Bears went in and killed them. And and that wasn't – I thought that was a game they could have mailed it in and you would have seen like, ah, 21-10, something like that, 24-10. As you spoke about, the Bills do have a decent defense. But no, Trubisky went in there, played great. The running game was good, and I think the Bills are just defeated. They know they they know their offense can't score any points, and no matter who's playing quarterback, they have no shot. But good for the Bears going in there, winning a game that you should have won. They handled business. Now they go back home. They're still alive in this NFC North. It's crazy. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to the next game, the Minnesota Vikings took care of business up there in NFC North against the Detroit Lions. Are the Lions bad or are the Vikings that good? What do we think? Um, I think middle? Middle ground I think there? it's somewhere between the two. I do think the Vikings you are better than no, they've shown a couple times no this year. You don't have no problem saying the Lions are bad. No, you don't. Uh, again, Matt Patricia, guys, will never be on this podcast, so you don't have to listen to that. You never know. Could mm. be a co-host. I don't believe so. Um, I, I'm campaigning to get Jimmy Butler back. I think you hurt the guy's feelings, and I want him on. So, uh, Jimmy, you're welcome anytime. Sean doesn't have to be here. Matt, I produce the pod anyways. We don't need Matt Sean. Matt Tom is lying, and he really doesn't want you, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, no, I think this is a middle ground. I think that I, I think this was a bad showing by the Lions. Stafford got sacked 10 times. The Vikings defense looked as good as it has in a long time. Um 
I still this Viking team is weird because they've had games. I know they lost in L.A., but they played like an NFC, you know, championship team. They've had other showings where they've looked really good. I know they lost to the Saints, but that was more because of that bad fumble uh, that kind of turned the game around. And I know they got fleeced by the Bills, but they've had other games where they've played quite well. This, to me, was a game that I think they just looked at and said, we got to win this game. If we're legit, we got to beat an NFC North team, uh, interdivision rival at home. And they did that. To me, Stafford's going to have games where he lights it up and the Lions play really well. And there's going to be games where they kind of just mail it in and don't do anything. Because that's what the Lions have been, regardless of the head coach, over the last six, seven years. Yeah, I, I just think this is a game that the Vikings did exactly what they should have, and they, they won and they covered. So, uh, I mean, there's not much else to say. If you're going to be a top five team and you think you're going to make it to the Super Bowl, you need to win games like this. Absolutely. And you need to win them handily. And they did. They they did exactly that and took care of business. Let's move on to the next game. Falcons are on a mini roll taking care of the Redskins, who I made my sperm bank pick of the week. The joke rolls on, baby. I'm infertile. What can I say when it comes to making my picks? Um it is 38 to 14 was the score. The run D, I don't even know what to say. Uh, the run defense of the Redskins was terrible. And, and that was the thing that they that was their 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 shtick. That was their thing. Um and Tevin Coleman ran all over them and so did Edo Smith. I really I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. Can you talk about this game? Well, I was I I was just about to ask you a question, so I'm going to force you to answer a question. The question that you posed to me about the Lions and uh, Viking game was this just really good Falcons that seem to be hitting their stride a little bit more now, or was this just a game where the Redskins showed that they're not legit and might just win the division by default? I think it was more of that. I think the Panthers we underestimated them tremendously. They but might remember, win that division. But remember, they've only lost two games, and this and the. Redskins were one of the teams that beat them. That's yeah. so weird. No, you're right. I, I think it's more that's exactly the word. I think it's more weird than telling us anything. I think the Redskins are fugazi, honestly. I don't think the Redskins are very good. They can't move the ball at all. Alex Smith cannot move the ball. And when Adrian Peterson can't run, Alex Smith not being able to move the ball and not get the ball to his best assets, a la Josh Doxson and, and Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed goes 3 for 38 or something like that. This guy hasn't had a good week since week one. When he's healthy, he should be force-fed the ball. He's one of the best tight ends in the league when healthy. This team does nothing well except for play defense, and they didn't do that well this week. I mean, listen, the one thing I could take away from this game, the drought's over. Julio, Julio. your boy, I know you sent him a letter and you kissed it with your red lipstick on the letter and you sent it out to him down there in Atlanta. Congrats on your touchdown. He got that with all his other fantasy owners, too, because they've been waiting for God knows how long for this guy. having a really good year without scoring. Were you holding that joke in for a long time, by the way? No, that one came, I swear to God, that one came right off the dome. Yeah. You are so mad, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just thinking of all the fantasy owners that are probably like, where the hell has this been? For the last two years. It's crazy. It's incredible. I mean, how does that get not score? No, you, you can't say anything to it. There. There's no statistic, no metric, nothing will make sense of it at all because it doesn't. But he got the score, that's out of the way, and the Falcons rolled the Redskins. I think the I think this is the Eagles the division Falcons, to lose. Yeah, the Falcons though, looking on their the side for them is I think that the division's well out of hand, we know that. But the NFC is still wide open and I think that they have the talent, even with some of their injuries, and I know they've been riddled, they 
they were the other team that beat the Panthers. So they they've they've got to go and take care of business now and rattle off some games and just find a way to sneak into the playoffs again. I mean, it seems to be fluid every week in the NFC. One team looks like they're going to take it, and then whether it's a division or wild card spot, and then they fold, and then another team emerges. This was as good, though, as the Falcons have looked all year. And the Redskins, I don't know. I mean, they've got the Buccaneers coming up this week. They are so Jekyll and Hyde, the, the Redskins are. But they might just win this game by this division by default. I don't know. I think the we're talking about the Redskins. I think the I think the Eagles win this division. Oh, I do too. But I'm just saying. I mean, the Eagles haven't done anything to really impress. Well, they me play yet. each other again, so yep. I, I think th- I think they'll definitely make their if mark. If I had to in make a game. bet, I would agree with you. But we don't know yet. They've lost some really disappointing games and haven't seemed to hit their stride. But so anyway, that that game was just weird. I, I liked your word. That was weird. Yeah. So let's move on to the next game. Um, Fitzmagic did not. T- do what he usually does, which is upset teams when you don't expect them to have any chance of winning. 42-28, to 28, Cam beats up on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fitzmagic did make somewhat of a comeback towards the middle always of the end of the game. And he always does because that's when the defense is playing prevent defense and he can just And that's it. when they're supposed to lose and that's when he plays well. Yep. Absolutely. So, well, yeah, you, you know, he's never been on your team, and I don't know why you're so salty about it. You're more salty than me. No, because it's just like, it, it's not even really salty. It's kind of just like I can't believe that. He, I think he could. I think he's gonna do it again. I think some team is gonna buy in. Please not the Giants. Please not the oh, Giants. Oh man! To, and, I and, couldn't and, even get the words and, out of and my give, mouth. And give him. I knew you were where you were going with it. You're not that slick. And, <laughs> and 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 try to show that you know when all the cards are stacked up against him, he's gonna play great. I mean, remember he came in in that Cincinnati game the week before that was completely over. And he made it a three-point game. I'm not really salty. It's just it bothers. It, it, like I look at it, I'm like, you can't figure out this team simply because he's such a wild card. He's Jeff Garcia 2.0. Yeah, he he might be Jeff Garcia might be him actually. He might be a little bit more like this than Jeff Garcia. What's gonna happen is the Buccaneers will sign him and cut Jameis, and then the Giants will pick up Jameis Winston. But Ugh. not much to say about this game. Carolina keeps rolling. Greg Olson seems to have rounded himself into form after being injured early in the year. McCaffrey's running between the tackles this year. He looks like Panthers are good, an man. incredibly good running back. And as long as Keekley can stay healthy, they got Thomas Davis back after that early suspension. With those two linebackers, you know this defense is going to be good. Panthers are really good, man. I, I know that I'm not willing to write them off. I know the Saints had the win of the week, which will be the last game we talk about. But I'm not willing to write them off in the NFC South. They still play each other. And, I, I mean, the way that Cam is playing, this Panther team looks really legit. They're they're a good team. They're a really good team. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. We definitely underestimated them for And they're um, doing it quietly too. They're not doing anything spectacular, but you look and and there's a fourteen point win here and a sixteen point win here and they had that amazing comeback in the fourth at Philly. And it's funny, they, they have two losses on the docket, one to a Falcon team, which we have no idea, and one to a Redskin team that everybody thinks is fake. So I, I don't know what to make of that. All I know is that they've been on quite the run lately, and they look they look very formidable in this NFC. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we move on to our final game? This was my best pick, one of my best picks of the year, I think, because I haven't been having a great year but yes. when it comes to picking. But that is the New Orleans Saints beating up, and I will say beating up in, in this case, 
on the L.A. Rams. I almost said the St. Louis Rams there. 45 to 35. I'm an old soul, okay? I like things the way they used to be. I hate change. So Well, then you would have loved the L.A. Rams. You should get that <laughs> true, right. <laughs> true. You're right. Um, what a game. Awesome This game, game was a lot of fun. Jared Goff did his part in that offense. Did uh, Todd Gurley got a little bit banged up in this game? He did, but he played so well. Oh, yeah. He still had, had a, a ridiculous touchdown. ridiculous game. Guy's got 16 touchdowns in, what is it, nine and games? It's, and it's six, seven, eight yards every time he runs the ball. Yeah, no. And then he's, he's catching shot out of the cannon. Then, yeah, then, he, then he's catching the ball, you know, on a slant play and running it for 35 yards. I mean, catching the ball out of the flat. He's Cooper un- Cup he's comes unreal. back, plays amazing. Brandon Cooks had a big day. Yeah, even Robert. Uh, this team, we don't have to name the entire roster because if you wanted to, you could name the entire offensive side of the ball. Their downfall, Marcus Peters is hurt. Akeem Talib is playing hurt. Akeem Talib is injured and out. And this all this defense does not look very good. No, it doesn't. But I will say this though: I know you played, like the front seven. Yeah, but they played the arguably the only offense that's that's as good as them. You know, in the NFC. Yeah, why don't we talk about the winning team a little bit? Because they finally knocked off an undefeated team. And this game had that written all over it. I know you New took it, and a lot of people didn't want to. But into form and. and I kind of had a feeling it was going to be like this where everybody was going to be on the Rams. Well, they had been rounding into form. They've won some good games already before this one. Although the Saints had come off a big-time emotional win against, I get, if you want to call it a revenge game, go ahead, call it a revenge game. We all know how I feel about that. I don't know why you're saying you. I've never called it a revenge game. Whatever. I'm just talking, I'm basically talking to everyone out there calling that a revenge game. We heard your rant. Uh, Yeah, it was an all-timer of a rant, but... um, uh, this team is re- very, very good. Michael Thomas is insane, brings out the cell phone celebration. That was a lot of fun, showing, paying homage to Joe Horn, one of the great saints of all time. Sean Payton didn't think it was very fun. Well, when you're blowing a team out. Yeah, it's a blowout. It was a 10-point game That's with time That's a blowout left. when it's against the Rams. It's a 10-point game with time left. Did they win? Yeah. They won. So let's all relax here. I loved it. Thank all you, right. Michael Thomas. There you go. I'm, no, a, player I thought, I'm I thought, a player coach. I thought it was great, but at that time, I think that there's a, be- there's a better opportunity to do that against another. If that was the Giants, who Joe Horn actually did it against, then that's cool. But you can't cause. Trust me, I've seen Odell have plenty of 15-yard penalties for celebrations that have cost the Giants True. a lot of games, games in which they were winning. And when you're playing an undefeated team, you can't afford to give a team 15. It worked out. I think these players, as long as it doesn't get ridiculous, and I don't want to go on to a long thing about this, as long as it doesn't get ridiculous where you're starting to really coordinate and it's taking 20 minutes. Right. I think as long as you don't do anything uh, gang sign related, violence related, or sexually related, they should be able to do what the oh, fuck I they Oh, I totally want. agree. And honestly, I didn't mind the celebration. I thought the celebration was great. I thought I it was clever. I thought it was funny. But I think it was at a, a terrible time yeah, to do if you, it. I just don't think there should be a penalty on that. If you orchestrate something that takes over, maybe there should be, how about this, not gang related, not violence related, not sexually related, and there's a time limit on it. That's fair. Perfect. Awesome. But I think again, like I don't, I had no problem with the with the celebration. I thought it was awesome. Just I bad just timing. Thought, I thought it was terrible timing, well, and and that's and that's something that you he know, knows. This is probably one of the most. Although it was a four twenty five game, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. They should have flexed that to Monday night or something. Yeah, uh, you could can't do flex that. Monday games, and you also had a the Patriot Packer game Sunday so night. So it was a tough week, I guess. Right. But well, it was the it was the fo- it was the Fox NFL game of the week. So that's fair. 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 It wasn't stuck at still one the guys on, on national local, TV on local, you know? Yeah. The guys on national TV, you want to get your, you want to, you know, you're, nobody's going to be watching a bigger game than this. You want to get your licks in, you know, you want to get, you want to get 
Well, he showed it on by making play after play. Oh, the so guy had 200 yards yeah, receiving. He's, he's what ridiculous. else can we say? Kamara's what amazing. What a fun game, though. If this is the NFC Championship game or even the divisional game, sign me up. I can't wait. Oh, man, that 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 same team is a lot of fun to watch. Now, I don't know how it would be out in L.A. I'm not going to say the Rams have a home field advantage. We know the Saints are different away well, from the Dome. Actually, they don't have a home field advantage because now the home field goes through the Saints. Oh, that's right. Well, as if, long they, as, if, it, if they end if up, if everything both, stays right. the same, every, yep. the home field goes to the Saints. Yep. Do you, I, I, yeah, and and I think too is this was a good test for the Rams. I think that you know they have actually been tested by a couple teams leading up to this. And why don't we get into some league news while we're at it? The New Orleans Saints just added another weapon, I guess you would call him, um, in Des Bryant. Yeah, I mean it's a great pickup for them. I just Cameron think, Meredith has not been doing much for him. Traquan Smith hasn't come into his own. I as just a rookie think this was receiver. the perfect landing spot for Dez. Yeah, you, it does not get much better than this because you got the possession guy that can send the ball down the field. All you really need is a jump ball wide receiver. What is Dez at this point? Yeah, a jump ball wide receiver. Yep. I mean he's not gonna he's not gonna run past the 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 corner. He's not gonna create a lot of space. But what he can do is he's gonna give Breeze a big target, another mm. one in the red zone. Yeah, and and Dez is a type of guy where you kind of have to at this point throw the guy open, put the ball in a position where only he can go up and get it because of his physical size and strength. And if there's a guy with pinpoint accuracy that can do that, it's Drew Breeze because Dez isn't gonna beat a guy with his feet. Oh, God, no. So, no, I, no, no. I think but that Drew is a perfect quarterback. Yeah, and this situation for him is perfect. He's going to take a lot of pressure off of him. He doesn't need to be the the wide receiver that he was in Dallas. He just needs to hold on to the ball. He can't have a case of the dropsies, which he was susceptible to a couple of times right. in Dallas. He's got to hold on to the football. But of all the landing spaces, places, I think this was just the perfect spot for him. It makes so much sense. It gives an already dynamic offense another weapon and another option for a Hall of Fame quarterback who's playing arguably his best season ever, which is nuts. Yep. And, you know, it, I think that now that the Rams have been tested a couple times and have lost, and now the Saints are really feeling themselves, I don't know how the rest of the season's going to shake up for both teams. I can't wait to see. But I know they're on a crash course to play each other sometime in the postseason. And when they do, it's going to be must-see TV. Yeah, that game was definitely a lot of fun. Um, I think that was the best game of the year. What do you think? Uh, yeah, that was for and, and you know the the game the Rams played before the Packer game was right up there too. I, yeah. I, I mean if thank, if it wasn't for Ty Montgomery robbing us of a potential Aaron Rodgers game-winning drive. I think that was right up there because it was already a great game. All right, so since we got that death thing out of the way, that pretty much wraps up the league news between that and the non-news of Levy. Jason Bell. Garrett is still the head coach of Dallas, and also uh, Jerry Jones said that Dak Prescott is probably getting extended. I can't believe what's <laughs> going on with this team, and I love every second of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I this is absolutely hilarious. It will never get old. The only way that the Cowboys are going to get good, and I talk about this with my cousin, the Cowboys fan, he's like, Jerry Jones has to die. <laughs> I knew that's, that's all he has to say. Jerry yep. Jones has to die. Yep. And then his son, I don't know what the hell his name is. Stephen Jones. Yeah. Stephen Jones. He's like, oh, the first thing he said he would do is hire a GM. All right, well, maybe you need to put out a hit on your dad. I hate to say it. That's that's dark. That's <laughs> tough, but that's what needs to be done. You know, the, it's the, I'm not talking about the Jets here. It's the Dallas Cowboys. You got to put out a hit on your dad. This is the Cowboys. All right, let's move <laughs> on to our recap of picks from last week. If it wasn't the Cowboys, I, I wouldn't put out a hit. But come on, 
All right, so let's. You were going to put one out on Hugh Jackson, and I, th- I think he dodged a full, a few bullets before he finally <laughs> got taken out. True. All right, so let's move on. We will recap our picks from last week. So I went two and two. Um, this is pretty much my mo. I took the Miami Dolphins Mr. against Mediocre. the Jets. Uh, that was a two and a half point spread. Miami Dolphins covered that. The Rams were plus 1.5, or sorry, the New Orleans Saints were plus 1.5 at home against the Rams. I'll take that one right to the bank. And then I was wrong on the Cowboys. Not the sperm bank. No, not the sperm (laughs) bank. Not the sperm bank. Cowboys were minus 5.5 against the Titans. Don't know what I was doing there. I'll never pick with the Cowboys again. And the Redskins, my sperm bank pick, lost by a lot. So we'll leave it at that. Sean, he went 3-1. Good job by you. Wrong on the Cowboys. Um, he said he picked that in his league really pool got, that really no one gotta, cares about. I really got to pay attention to the picks yeah. I'm making. In Good for leagues. you, dude. I'm sure everybody wants to hear about that. Okay, let's move on. such a piece on. of shit. <laughs> Carolina Panthers Everybody wants to keep hearing about your sperm bank. They keep getting wrong. <laughs> Miami, Miami against the Jets and the Houston Texans were the underdog at Denver. You went 3-1 and one in week nine. Good job by you. Let's move on to the picks this week. You're we so have, salt about this. You're so <laughs> upset. No, I'll be all right. Let's move on to so. the picks. Let's move on to the picks of week ten. Go over the locals first, and then we will jump into our two picks, including the much-awaited weekly sperm bank pick of the week. Go ahead, bud. Great, can't wait. <laughs> all right, um, we're gonna start with the Jets. They're playing the Bills, which is why I'm taking the Jets. It looks like Josh McCown's playing this game. the The spread is seven. God, I really am not looking forward to having to watch any of this game. But I think that the Jets will win by a touchdown and an extra point just because I don't care if it's Nathan Peterman. I don't care if it's Derek Anderson. I don't care if it's you. I don't care if the coach goes out there and throws a couple passes. The Jets have to win this game by at least seven points, and I think they will. All right, well, I am taking the Buffalo Bills in this game. I think that... If Derek Anderson starts this game, or even if Nathaniel Peterman starts this game, I think the Jets win this game by six. This game sucks. Well, listen, the fun part about NFL football is you can pick the games, you can bet on them, you can put the little alert thing on your phone and not watch a second of it, and that's exactly what I'm going to do for this <laughs> game. Um, but let's move on to the New York Giants. They are on Monday Night Football. Oh. Wow, what a Monday Night game. Well, the I, New York Giants at 8-15 against the San Francisco Giants. Can you San Francisco Giants? Yeah, San Francisco <laughs> that would be something. Listen, they're just going to start rolling them out against baseball teams and hope that they can do a little bit better. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> against the San Francisco 49ers. Sorry, I was trying to get into my promo mode there for my ESPN gig. Yeah, maybe, maybe, oh, you, need to, maybe you need to hold off on that a little bit longer. The Giants didn't didn't the well, this New York Giants play at Giants Stadium all or right, something? Just admit I don't know. that it, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was back, wrong. Back in, back in 1945. Yes. See? All right. Anyway. I was tying it th- back. There you go. I'm sure that's what you meant. Um, so how do you feel about this game against the Niners? One thing I will say, when the schedule came out, this game actually looked really, really appealing. Oh, back and, in June? Well, yeah. I mean, when, before Garoppolo got hurt and when, the, and when it looked like the Giants could actually have a season, now this is just a terrible situation, and I don't really want to watch any of this game, but I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so I am going to take the New York Giants. Ugh. 
I just like doing it, man. I, re- I really like break. You know, I, one of these weeks, it's going to really break your heart, just like it did with the Atlanta Falcons. This game. is a mine. The the Niners are somehow only favored by three in this game, which really because the home team always always gets uh, always gets three points. This basically shows that they're about even. And I can't believe that. Now, Nick Mullins is starting at quarterback, hopefully soon to be future Giants great, after what he did against the Raiders. Um, Talk about jumping the gun Oh, early. my God, seriously, right? Um, I have him being a great quarterback and moving teams. Um, but, no, this game's not going to be fun to watch. And thank God we'll be doing our podcast Monday night. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some college basketball and some NBA that you can enjoy during that game. All right, so let's move on to – I took the Giants, so let's move on to our games outside of the locals. First game I got, 425, Green Bay Packers at home against the Miami Dolphins. I have Green Bay Packers. They are minus 9.5. I think they're going to win by 10. That's a big number. Yeah, I mean, they should, right? The Dolphins are a weird team, too, because they've actually played some very competitive games, um, and then they've played games like they did on Sunday against the Jets. So I have no idea what to expect out of that game, but I think anytime you pick Rodgers to cover a spread, that feels good. I'm actually – can't believe I'm doing this after the way we talked about him, but the, the Washington Redskins are on the road at Tampa Bay, and – I'm going to take the Washington Redskins. I think that they're going to I think they're going to keep making a push for this NFC East. Listen, I don't think they're a great team, but they're playing the Bucks. I know the Bucks have had a propensity of keeping games close and Fitzpatrick, you know, goes on a comeback run. But I think this Redskins defense is pretty good. I know they got torched by the Falcons and they have a lot of question marks, but the Buccaneers are not the Falcons. They're not very good. And even in Tampa Bay, I think that the Redskins cover this game and I think that they'll win it. All right. So final pick sperm bank pick of the week Yay! as usual. Fuck you. All right. So I have the Chicago bears at home. The Detroit lions are six and a half point favorites. Matty P and the Detroit Lions. Give me the Detroit Lions this week. All right. There you go. Matt Patricia, he's officially back with you. All right. Anytime on the pod, my friend. Go ahead. Pick your last guy. <laughs> he really needs to listen to the first couple weeks of this of, the, of our yeah, NFL. He only sees episode 47. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, now he'll think you're his number one fan. Um, I got the L.A. Chargers. They are at Oakland. They're a 10-point favorite. If any team is deserving of having 10 points put against them, it's the Oakland Raiders. The L.A. Chargers are a really good team. Yes, the L.A. Chargers are a really good team. I'll get it right. Give me a couple <laughs> of years. And uh, this is year two now. <laughs> this is year two now. Um, but, no, I think the, the Chargers are a really good team. I believe that they're the third best team in this AFC. I think the Steelers are right there with them, but because of the fact that they've only lost two games, both to the Chiefs and the Rams, this is a game that they need to take care of business. I know it's their second straight road game after having a tough one up in Seattle. The Raiders are a complete and utter dumpster fire. That building sucks, and the Chargers need to go in there. If they're legit and they're anywhere where you think they are and a lot of people think they are, they got to win this game handily. I'm thinking by 17 at least. They're a 10-point favorite. Give me the Chargers. All right, why don't we recap our picks because I, uh, I had a fan tell me that they were unhappy that we don't recap the picks at the end so they can keep track a little bit more easily. So I had Buffalo um, plus seven at the Jets. I had the Giants 
plus three at the San Francisco Niners. Um, I had the Green Bay Packers at home minus nine and a half. And the Detroit Lions at Chicago minus, uh, plus six and a half. Excuse me. Excellent. I have the New York Jets at home minus seven. I have the San Francisco 49ers at home minus three. I have the Washington Redskins on the road at Tampa Bay minus three. And I have the L.A. Chargers on the road at Oakland minus 10. All right. So that about wraps it up for this pod. Everybody enjoy the weekend. We will be back on Monday for our Sports Monday Rundown podcast as per usual. Always check out the website. Sean should have an article up there soon, a new one coming out. Uh, shoot us an email. Even if you guys are interested in writing some articles, we're thinking about doing it more of an open forum style website so that if we like your article, obviously we're not going to throw any garbage up there, but if we like your article, we may throw that up when we do some improvements to the site. Uh, that is sorrysports at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter, sorry sports. Uh, follow us on Instagram, sorry underscore sports. And as always, enjoy the pod. Yeah, guys, enjoy. Have a good night.